on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. We have another retro pay-per-view, our last one in this long stretch of retro pay-per-views, and it was not good. Not nope. good at all. Uh, we watched Rebellion 1999 from the United Kingdom this week. It's there's there's really no other words. It's just it was it was horrible. It was horrible. I hated I don't know seventy five percent of the show. I would say, um, but this week in wrestling, the weekly recap, all kinds of good stuff happened this week. I uh, this might have been one of the best weeks in wrestling ever overall that I've seen since I started watching again in 2015. It was incredible, and I'm excited to talk about it. Probably going to be a quicker one this week. Joe and I are both extremely exhausted from our our Thursdays and just life. Uh, So, yeah, but we are going to have a a pretty long show next week, which is going to be a lot of fun. But as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT WrestlePod. Joe, you ready to go? Yep. Oh, let's go. Welcome into episode 71 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I am Dylan. I'm joined by Joe. And there's no wrestling news from the week. There, there was news, things we could definitely talk about. But like I said in the intro, we are already ready to go to sleep. And, you know, the job needs to get done. We're doing it for the three listeners. We're talking about wrestling for another week. Just not the news this week. Really, there wasn't anything super exciting that jumps out to me, but I mean, some WWE, some AEW things, but nothing too crazy that matters all that much, at least yet. So why don't we just get right into this retro pay-per-view, this god-awful retro pay-per-view, Rebellion Rebellion 1999. All right, let's do it. As always, we'll start with signs. Joe, would you like to start us off? Um, I got one that said D'Lo is the real European champion, which was not true, by the way. Mm, I mean, he was, wasn't he? Oh, he was the European. Yeah, he champion. he was. He during, was the during European. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> What's your sign? Um, man, a couple good ones here, but um, I think I have to go with my favorite one that said, "Show me your ass." <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, or- <laughs> somebody out there wanted somebody. Don't know who it was, but they wanted somebody to show them their ass. All right. I got my personal favorite. It says, Ivory, I'll give you the horn, which is funny because Ivory is made from a horn. We're tusk. Oh, it's also a soap. Yes. 
<laughs> I don't think it was referring to the soap. No, definitely not. But it's, you know, something we had discussed in previous weeks. Yes. Uh, with the with the signs, specifically talking about ivory. Uh, I'll go with my next one. It said, uh, "Hey, Rock. My name's Kyle." Or, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought it said something different. It's, it was like, "Hey, Rock. My name's Kyle." It does matter. <laughs> <laughs> my name matters. Uh, let's see. I'll just name two off right here because neither of them are very good. One just said SmackDown, and I wrote that down because I didn't realize that we that SmackDown had already started at this point, but it had. It's been around for a couple months at this point, and we had the 1200th episode of SmackDown, so I just wanted to point that out. And then my other pretty lame one is Norm's Lad, and I don't know who Norm is, but that was his boy. That was his lad, yeah. That was his lad, which is British for boy. Yeah, I think SmackDown has been around since April. I think in in recent episodes, we had talked about it like, oh, SmackDown's now a thing. Like, it's been a thing for a while. I just think we hadn't realized it yet because they they didn't like they don't do a really good job of like explaining what's going on a lot of times in matches uh, with like any video packages, which I appreciate uh, because nowadays they do it way too much. But Mm -hmm. um, all right, well, I'll go with two more. Uh, I will go with I like pink biscuits. (laughs) Don't know what that was about, but somebody likes biscuits with food coloring in it. it's what I that's what I would think, unless it's some sort of sexual term that I don't know about from the 90s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then my other one was another website sign, www.tpww.net. And if you go to this website, Joe, it is still a website that discusses wrestling. Nice. So like what we had last week to this day. Yeah. Still like they had the, uh, the recaps from the shows this week on their website. Nice. Thought, thought that was pretty cool. Wait, do you think a pink biscuits, anything like a blue waffle? I hope not. Cause then that person likes them. Hmm. And I, and I don't know about you, but I've seen pictures of blue waffles. <laughs> Just, All you right. know, I think every guy has. Unless you know uh, what it is. It's just not a pretty sight. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I'll, I'll go with my last two. I had a sign that said, Will Job for a Power Slam, or yep. Will Job for Power Slam. Yeah. And then I think it said Tenko is gay. Janko. So, Janko. Okay. And that's my last couple signs. Um, I had three more. I had Hunter Hearst Homo. <laughs> uh, Chimmel is God, talking about Tony Chimmel who is now announcing for WWE, the old SmackDown announcer, Tony Chimmel. Great, great announcing voice. Uh, Sorry, ring announcer, not just like, not the commentary table. And then uh, the last one I saw, Y2 Jerkoff. Hmm. Nice. Cool. We got through it. Awesome. Uh, So aside from that, before we get into the actual show, uh, for unbeknownst reasons to Dylan and myself, JR, or sorry, not JR, Jerry Lawler was not here on the commentary team tonight, and we were joined by Michael Hayes, who we most recently saw teaming with uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy. Yeah, I was definitely caught off guard Mm -hmm. by this. I was not a huge fan of Michael Hayes on commentary. He, I think, in a way, did a good job replacing Jerry Lawler because of the amount of dumb shit that he said. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. wasn't like homophobic or sexist or anything. It was just like the dude has no brain cells dumb. Yeah. Okay. Um, so just uh, I think we missed one from Chad signs. He says, it doesn't matter what your sign says. And then he says, that'll come back up later. Mm-hmm. And then also Jericho is, is gay. Yeah. I think he said that sign couple, was, he said them. that sign was shaped like a banana. Oh, didn't mm-hmm. see that one. I think we've seen, a, I, I think we've, we've seen a, a couple Jericho is gay signs to this point. Probably Which not I the don't first think one. is true. No, he's a wife and kids. Yeah. But his wife went to the January 6th riot. So. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that sign at dynamite this week? No. It said, where was Jericho's wife on January 6th? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I love it. I love it. Not the fact that she did or did not, just the sign. Yeah. I don't want to get political here. It's not what I'm in the business of doing. What I am in the business of doing is talking about this first match, as bad as it was. Jeff Jarrett versus D'Lo Brown. It was the Intercontinental Champion versus the European Champion. And uh, when we started the match, or right before we started the match, we didn't know which title would be up for grabs. They flipped a coin to see which title would be up for grabs here. And I believe Heads won, which was saying that the Intercontinental Championship would be defended here. So, yeah, uh, which the Intercontinental Champion was Jeff Jarrett and D'Lo Brown was the European Champion. Yep. I want to I wanna put a pin in that European Championship conversation because I want to ask you a question later. Okay, uh, but we'll talk about that on Tuesday. Um, so my only note before we actually get into the the breakdown of the match is that before the match, Jeff Jarrett goes out there and he tries to solicit a prostitute, uh, but then makes her vacuum the ring instead. I don't think that was a prostitute. No, I don't think it was either. It was just uh, a a, a but, woman, but, a woman but, from the crowd. <laughs> but his his this is a paying his, customer. His, yeah. So his his conversation in that was that he was going to pay a thousand dollars, and she could either she could do one of two things that a woman should do, which is clean or something else. He and then, I have the quote. Jer- Jeff Jarrett said, "Women are only good for three things: cooking, cleaning, and making babies." Yeah, and yeah, he uh, made her vacuum the center of the ring, and then. Obviously, it was a plant because I think she got hit or something like that. I don't really remember. Yeah, anymore. he put her in the figure four. Yeah, so obviously plant. But that was... Uh, he He is going on a very misogynistic run right now. Yeah, probably, not, not a good look. Probably why WWE just released him. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And had After road- like three weeks of... Or no, it's been like a month or two. But Yeah, he got a special ref, special guest referee spot in. And obviously did like the talent relations thing. And it was, uh, yeah, now he's gone. Executive vice president of. Oh yeah, that's right. Live events, which is now filled by, I believe road dog. Yeah. We'll talk about road dog a little later. Absolutely. So this Um, match was bad. It was awful. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it's, uh, the only note I have for the match is how it ended, which was miss kitty distracting D'Lo Brown and Jeff Jarrett. Uh, uses that same vacuum cleaner that he made a quote-unquote prostitute, according to Joe, use to clean up the ring. So Jarrett uses the vacuum cleaner, hits D'Lo Brown with it, and retains his Intercontinental Championship. 
and did not call her a prostitute. I said he tried to solicit a prostitute, but made her vacuum, made the girl vacuum instead. Same thing. That, that's what I said. Same thing. That's basically the same thing. Um, but then I took down my first uh, really dumb Michael Hayes quote of the night, where after the match, he said, Jeff Jarrett cleaned the house with D'Lo Brown. So he's just trying to make like dad jokes or something, but they're just god awful. Quite a bit of silence here. Joe's got his microphone off. Raven is up in his face. Uh, it's, it's just not a good time for him right now. Yeah, Raven, Walter Raven, closed my computer. <laughs> yep. I honestly thought you were about to leave the Zoom meeting because I just no. saw your screen go black. No, Walter closed my computer. Dogs are absolutely in love with you right now. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long day for them too. Poor little dogs. Um, also during this which comes into play later. Uh, China made the save while Jeff Jarrett had that woman before the match in the figure four. So China made the save there. And then after the match, Jeff Jarrett calls out China for a match uh, for the Intercontinental Championship. And there's a couple of segments backstage throughout the night and China accepts the challenge. And uh, we'll talk about that match a little bit later, but this got three quarters of a beer. Yeah. Three quarters of a beer. That, uh, that, Goes on throughout the rest of the night. Don't expect very high beer ratings for the rest of the night. Yeah. Uh, three quarters of a beer, I think, is in the top half of matches this, <laughs> for beer ratings in this pay-per-view. Yeah. God awful. Uh, one of the matches that was not in the top half of beer ratings here, uh, we had the Godfather versus Gangrel. Mm-hmm. We had our first look, uh, I think, in a while at the women formerly known as Hoes, uh, escorting the Godfather to the ring. So oh, we've seen hose before. Yeah, but we don't it, it was I'm saying first look in a while. Oh yeah. And uh and we call them women formerly known as hoes. Yeah. They were very scantily dressed in the, tonight. They were wearing next to nothing. Yes, that is true. It was kind of cool. <laughs> and I say kind of because they weren't that attractive. Even as scantily dressed as they were. So I got I got a quote from a backstage interview that was happening around the time of this match. Not sure exactly when it might have happened after. It was when China accepted the uh, the match. She was in a backstage interview with Michael Cole, and uh, she says, "You've heard of penis envy, Michael, haven't you?" And then she says, "That's a stupid question. Of course you have." <laughs> and then she starts talking about vagina envy. Yeah, and how Jeff Jarrett has vagina envy. Yeah, just super weird. Um, but yeah, I think we can all agree. Michael Cole probably has penis envy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially late nineties. Michael Cole. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, I have a ton of matches or ton of matches, ton of quotes for this match. Um, and by a ton, I mean five, which is a lot. Uh, Michael Hayes, he says, uh, I think during the Godfather's entrance, he says pimp or, uh, yeah, he says pimping ain't easy. But I'd like a shot at it. <laughs> so seeing just uh, just getting that thought in your head of Michael Hayes, the pimp, probably not a good look. Uh, and then a conversation, <laughs> a conversation between the two of them. This was when the women formerly known as hoes. This is still during the Godfather's entrance, I think, like toward the tail end of it. The the women formerly known as hoes go over to the announce table and they're all hugging Michael Hayes and Jr. and Michael Hayes says, uh, or sorry, JR says, business is picking up. 
And Michael Hayes goes, that's not the only thing that's up. And JR just goes, I hope my wife ain't watching. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, JR. Oh, man. Uh, You got more quotes? Uh, Yeah, it's the last one's for after the match. Um, I did have a question, though. Yeah. About Gangrel's entrance. Um, Don't know if you noticed this, Joe, but when Gangrel came out, there was a like on the side of the entrance ramp, just a bunch of candles, a bunch of candles lit there as he was making his entrance. Do you think that counts as pyro? No. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. I didn't I didn't count it just because I think pyro is pyrotechnics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But fire is pyro. That's true. That's a good point. I think it's one of those like uh, square is a rectangle, but rectangle is not a square sort of things fire mm-hmm. is pyro pyro is not necessarily fire yes no other way around <laughs> yeah, sure let's move on <laughs> i did I not really count know. it as pyro <laughs> um sweet i mean we this, just have to we've got to talk about these sorts of things because the matches were so bad yeah the, the the match was just a little bit of back and forth a couple uh near falls a couple you know big men doing big moves kind of thing but nothing looked good it was just I don't know. It was basically we were like watching a early bout of Florida championship wrestling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did think there was a really funny moment, though, when uh, Gangrel hit a move on the Godfather and the hose or correct. Sorry, the women formerly known as hose. Uh, they started clapping like like they were cheering for Gangrel. <laughs> yeah. Just like these these girls have no idea what they're watching right now. They're, they're just they're just there to clap. They have no idea when to clap. But true. Um, Godfather wins this match, and the I'll just say it: the hose. They dance with Tim White after the match. Yeah, I, and, I I took a note that said Tim White's definitely not suicidal here. Definitely not. Which is where <laughs> I got my last quote from when Jr. said, "Somebody better check Tim White's blood pressure." Hmm. It was probably really high. That's too soon, dude. I don't know if that's what he died from, but oh wow, I totally still. forgot he died very recently if he died from high blood pressure i'm sorry so then i guess that that really would have meant that they should have listened to jr that's true that's true um this got a half a beer yes did it was so bad (laughs) speaking of half a beer half a beer the next match was val venus versus mark henry and it also got half a beer yep my only note was boring match yeah i uh I'm finally coming around to uh, just not being a big fan of Val Venus. Like I used to think it was funny and now it's like creepy and gross. And uh, he, in his like pre-match speech or promo here, he said he, he compared himself to rugby. Uh, Rugby has balls. Rugby is rough. And there's a lot of scoring is what he said, how him and rugby are alike. And it just didn't work. It was weird, cringy, I, and I just fucking hated it. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Valvianus won the match. It was boring as shit and dumb. And then, yeah, half a beer. What's uh? What's the next match? Let me look at my notesy notes. Well, before the next match, there was a, a backstage segment, Joe, where yes. the British Bulldog just, uh, I guess, stomped into Vince McMahon's office. He demanded a WWF title shot. And Vince told him, no, he already had his title shot. So British Bulldog just pulls a roid rage and throws a trash can across the room. 
<laughs> hits Stephanie McMahon in the face. We didn't get to see that, which I think it would have been really funny if we would have been able to see that. But yeah, um, all you could hear was it hit like a it hit a locker in the back of the room, and then everyone turns, pauses for a second, and realizes they have to put on their acting faces. And Vince and Shane are both like, "Oh shit, Stephanie, <laughs> are you okay?" It, it was like a it was like a solid like one second pause before they actually acted on the what had just happened. It was pretty funny. Yeah, th- this whole this whole British Bulldog thing continued throughout the entire night, and it was a pretty bad segment throughout the entire night. Oh yeah, it was dumb as shit. Um, next match though was a fatal four way match for the WWF Women's Championship. We had Ivory, Luna. Jacqueline and Tori. Uh, just a reminder, because I was reminded by the commentary team, uh, Ivory actually did not need to get pinned in order to lose <laughs> her title. Yeah, I know the rules to a <laughs> fatal four way, Joe. Fatal four way. Um, Michael Hayes also reminded us <laughs> another dumb quote. He said, All four women are in the ring, which makes it quadruply dangerous. Oh, nice. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> What the fuck? Stupid Michael's on the commentary table. Dude, I just started busting out laughing when I heard him say that. I was like, what are you talking about, dude? I just started busting out laughing when I heard that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, this I'm going to in... cut that, by the way. So it that's sounds fine. like you said you started busting. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, I think there was a ref bump in this match. I didn't know. I didn't count any of this. Okay, good. Because I, I said ref bump question mark. Yeah. Um, I, I saw Chad's notes on this match uh, from the grave. He said he counted a bunch of ref bumps when the women, uh, I think they, they were like pinning each other and then they were doing two counts and they would push the, they would like kick out, push the woman that was on top off of them and they would roll on to Tim White. Yeah. <laughs> And Chad, Chad said he counted like all of them for ref bumps and somehow still only got a quarter of a beer higher than me. Yeah. Well, he got 1.25. Yeah. I got a beer for this and ivory wins after, uh, like after Tim white gets rolled all over by the women, uh, ivory's able to use the, the belt behind his back to pick up a win yeah. and retain the championship. But yeah, I got a, got one beer, one singular beer. Um, Cool. That was the end of that match. Uh, during the entrances of the next match, which was Road Dog versus Chris Jericho, um, JR is on the microphone. He said, we have an update on Stephanie McMahon, and we'll provide that to you as soon as we have it. I heard that exact same thing, and I was like, did I just hear that right? <laughs> and I was like, there's no way that that's ex- that's what he just said. And yeah. now that you said that, I was like, oh, my God, I did hear that right. <laughs> JR, like, like, yeah, we have the update on Stephanie McMahon and we're going to share it with you as soon as we have. it." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, what? Oh, my gosh. That's so stupid. Uh, this was the first decent match of the night, I'd say. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It still wasn't good, but at least it got us drinking a little bit. Uh, it was. It ended the same way as his paper, his match, the last pay per view. 
with interference from what Curtis Hughes, Sean Hughes, Curtis Hughes, Curtis Hughes. Um, yeah, just interference from him, which it's now we're two pay-per-view matches in a row that Chris Jericho's matches are ending in interference. So I guess we're getting into the interference finish era of WWE, which only lasts about 20, what I don't know, 23 years at this point. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, so, so I mean, Chris Jericho, I mean, like him or hate him right now, he's a, he's a goat. Maybe not the goat, but a goat. He's in the running, so kind of that, yeah. kind yeah. of fun to to see him, uh, see him in in his youth, you know. Yeah, a lot of the moves he does, like just he does a lot of the moves that he does now, but like with more athleticism and a little bit more oomph in in them. He's the Lionheart, you know. Yeah, the last yeah. survivor of the of the Hart family dungeon. Yeah, that's true. Um. I did have one thing that I noticed here other than like the end of the match we kind of already talked about the match. It was decent. We've talked enough about it so far, but did you notice that Curtis Hughes may or may not have the biggest resting bitch face of all time? No, I didn't notice that. They oh, cut, they cut to his face while he was standing outside the ring at one point And I swear, like the the edges of his lips were like touching his chin. That's how much he was frowning. He just had like the most massive resting bitch face I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. Okay, it definitely wasn't like a resting bitch face. He was definitely frowning on purpose. But it, I'm I'm calling it RBF. It was it was actually like comical to see. Yeah, um, you know what, that's... Joe? You should definitely just go back and watch it just for the laugh. You know, I'm not gonna do that. But thank you for the <laughs> offer. All right. Um, this got a beer and a half. Beer yep. and a half. That's what I got too. Sweet. Uh, next match was the aforementioned China versus Jeff Jarrett match. Jeff Jarrett is obviously the Intercontinental Champion going into this match, and we got to be really close to China actually beating Jeff for the Intercontinental Champion Have because be. it, this is the second pay per view in a row that China should have won, but then she did, did win. She won the match. She wins the match. And I, I wrote Jeff Jarrett still champ because Bulldog interferes, British Bulldog. Yeah. China got screwed over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, she wins the match with British Bulldog interference. British Bulldog was just the biggest douchebag the entire night. Um, and you'll never guess, but this match got a half beer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Another half beer match. And then, boy, Battle of the Big Boys. Kane versus Big Show because Ma- match of the night. Why would we not want to watch this match again, especially this time because it was no DQ. Mm. And as Tony Chimmel said during the announcement of the rules of the match, he said there must be a winner. And there was one. Just like in every other match where there's there may or may not be a winner. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there I guess there wasn't a winner in the uh Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt Hell in a Cell match back in 2018. Uh, I think there actually was. Um, no, it was referee stoppage. Yeah, I thought there was another one though that I'm thinking of there where there wasn't a winner. Maybe it was that one. Man, it was. <sighs> I fucking hate that match. <laughs> um. Anyways, this was boring as expected. Uh, just two really big, really slow dudes just duking it out uh no dq though so we got to see like a chair shot 
mm-hmm. that didn't cause a disqualification because it was no DQ. Um, and Kane wins because Big Show went to use the chair and Kane just like punched the chair and it hit Big Show back in the face. Yeah, that was that was actually a little bit funny. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit funny. Uh, and this got three quarters of a beer. Yes. Ooh, now we got a bulldog, a British bulldog match. Yeah, British bulldog versus X Pac. Also, really bad. This was just like, I don't know, five minutes of awful. You know, for all of the for all of the bad matches that we had tonight, and I'd say as a crowd, you'd be pretty pissed off about it. The British crowd wasn't that bad. They were into it, dude. Yeah. It was like they were watching like the best wrestling of all time. And it just most certainly was not. Yeah. England keeps on getting shafted in these shows. Yeah. Uh, the No Mercy <laughs> one. Capital was Capital? Capital Carnage was. It was a UK exclusive like this one. Yep. Yep. That's right. Um, it's like early Saudi shows. Yeah. I don't, I don't think this was as bad as Capital Carnage. But I've also kind of erased that from my mind, so who knows? Well, this will probably be another one that I just erase from my mind because you could always go back and watch it. So not going to do that. Or up our numbers by going and listening to it. No, no. Okay, I'm not going to do that. Uh, British Bulldog wins the match with a running power slam, and he got a half a beer. Shocker. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, that was the first eight matches of the night. <laughs> And then we got the two, probably the definitely the two best matches of the night. And I still think the second to last match wasn't that great, but it was head and shoulders above anything we had seen to this point. That's uh, true. A number one contender, triple threat, triple threat, tag team elimination match. Edge and Christian versus the Acolytes versus the Hollies. Um, surprising thing here, the Hollies got the biggest pop from the crowd. Weird. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with like Crash Holly's character, but he likes weighing himself now. Oh, and uh, he was weighing himself in in uh in stones. Stones. Yeah. And, and then they had some conversation backstage about wait, so that they weigh themselves in stones, but they call their money pounds. Yeah. Stones are pounds and pounds are cash mm-hmm. or coins or coins know. or dollars, I think is what he said. Hardcore Holly was very confused, and I'm also starting to get a little bit confused. Um, they also entered the ring, and Tony Chimmel said they are weighing in at a combined weight of over 800 pounds. It seems unlikely. Very unlikely. Uh, if you've ever seen Hardcore and Crash Holly, they are probably 275 apiece. No, not even close. 250? Low, low 200s. No. Yes. I don't know. Uh, Hardcore Holly has a lot of muscle on him. Yeah, Crash Holly's like 5'7", though. That's probably, true. Probably not 5'7", but he's short comparatively to everybody. Yeah, there's really no way of knowing. Um, Crash Holly also brings his scale to the ring. I don't know why, but I guess that's just part of his character now. Uh, this was like This was a pretty fast-paced match. Tons of tags, and uh, it pretty much went in the order that I thought it would, where the Hollies got eliminated first, and then Edge and Christian won pretty unexpectedly because Edge hit a tornado DDT, and that's how they won the match. Um, it was a pretty funny moment, though, when you think about like what happened between Edge and Christian 
and like how edge became the superstar and Christian just became a star. <laughs> this is a funny moment where the, the announcers were talking about like, Oh man, if, if you get hit with that, that dominator from Farouk or the clothesline from hell from Bradshaw, you're in for it. And then on the other side, if you get hit with the spear from edge, it's done. And then they just didn't say anything about Christian. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so on Wikipedia, Crash Holly's weight. So he, he's built his build height is 510 and his build weight is 198 or in, in parentheses that says allegedly well over 400 pounds. There we go. <laughs> so I guess that was his gimmick. What about Hardcore Holly? Hardcore Holly was 235 is what is what his Wikipedia said. Yeah. So they're like barely over 400 pounds together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about what I would have thought. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, this is a decent match. Um, head and shoulders above everything else we had seen to that point. Edge and Christian win. Yeah, Edge and Christian win the sudden tornado DDT, the the devastating tornado DDT that we've seen finish so many matches in WWE history. Uh, and it got two and a quarter beers, tons of tags. Yeah, tons of tags. Um, and then we had the main event, which was definitely the best match of the night. Yeah, actually and, up to pay-per-views quality match. Yeah, I think could have been a main event on most other pay-per-views in yeah. WWF. Yeah, it was pretty sure. good. We had a steel cage match for the WWF championship, the rock versus triple H. And honestly, the first couple minutes of the match, I thought I missed a ton of drinks because I think I was like eight minutes into the match and I had like four sips. Mm-hmm. And I had already looked at Chad's notes from the grave and saw that he got three beers for this match. And I was like, how am I going to get to three beers? I ended up getting there yeah, uh, off of Triple H blood, a bunch of use of the environment on the outside. Ref ref knocked out. Ref bump and then interference. Two interferences, three interferences. I don't know. Got, I think three I think, I think one from China and two from Bulldog. Yeah, that's what I got too. I got Bulldog and then China. Yeah. Um this match got weird towards the end. It was weird. It took a long time inside the ring where they didn't do a whole lot, not a whole lot of drinks like I already talked about. And then Triple H tries crawling out of the cage door. Uh Rock pulls him back in, and then Rock actually crawls out of the cage door, but Earl Hebner had been knocked out, I think by Triple H on his way out of the ring. Um, oh, no, it's because he went to grab a chair. Triple H went to grab a chair and Hebner took it from him because I guess you can't use a chair in a steel cage match in 1999 WWF. But Hebner gets himself knocked out and then The Rock crawls out of the ring and they don't call the match uh, because only the referee can do that. And he was knocked out. So the fight goes to the outside. They go into the crowd. Triple H gets hit with a chair. He bleeds everywhere. Uh, and then the rock, the rock gets on, uh, gets on commentary. It was a really funny moment where he said, um, or they were talking about how triple H was bleeding <laughs> and the rock said, uh, he said, that's not blood. That's monkey piss. <laughs> Just what the fuck makes no sense. So I guess we should take away three sips, but it made me laugh. No, it was definitely blood. Yeah, it was definitely blood. Only other thing, well, no, we we still have the actual finish of the match, which is those interferences we were talking about. Hardcore Holly, obviously, or sorry, British Bulldog, obviously, is not a big fan of Triple H, so he interferes to try and 
uh, get Triple H down, and then China comes down and takes out Hardcore Holly and The Rock, I think. Sorry, I keep on saying Hardcore Holly. I mean British Bulldog. I was so confused, dude. I don't know why I keep on saying Holly. British Bulldog takes out both of them, and then finally Triple H is able to crawl out of the ring. Earl Hebner comes to, sees him getting out of the ring, and that's the end of the match. But yeah. you, you skipped... You skipped the beginning of the match when The Rock comes out and starts shooting a promo. Rock is obviously biggest baby face in the company right now, probably. Indeed. Um, but some people are still Triple H fans. So that sign that we were talking about before of oh, it doesn't dude, matter what your sign says, Rock is in there and he 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 he's like, here's someone chanting for Triple H. He goes, Who, why are you tripping or chanting for that idiot? And he's like, and what does that sign over there say? It doesn't matter what your sign says, and that's actually what the sign said. So, yeah, he called him yeah. a jabroni. Yeah, it was it was a great moment. Uh, I can't believe I forgot about that. Yeah, was, I don't even was, think I took a note on it, but yeah, it was wonderful. It. It's fine. It was wonderful. Um, Triple H wins the match, like we said, uh, and then after the match, British Bulldog was in the ring, and as was The Rock still, and Vince McMahon comes out and locks the cage. Uh, like with a chain, locks British Bulldog in there with The Rock, and The Rock just beats his ass for a little bit. And we close the show out after that three beer finale. And Rebellion 1999 finishes with 11.25 total beers. Pathetic. Pathetic. Uh, I think it's 56th or 7th ranked out of. Oh, Jesus. Hold it's on. Fine. Hold on. I can pull it up. Doing that out of 64. Nice. So pretty bad. Really bad. Really bad. Down there with the first couple ones that we we ranked. Yeah. The worst one of all time still being um, in your house, 15, a cold day in hell. 5.75 beers. <laughs> A six pack. You could watch an entire pay per view, play the drinking game, and not finish a six pack. Just insane. I wouldn't even be drunk. I wouldn't even be buzzed. Maybe a little buzz. I don't know. Depends on the beers, I guess. I think that's one of the only pay per views you can watch with craft beers. Oh, definitely, definitely. I think there's like a there's also another one like right above it that's pretty pretty yeah. low. Yeah, in your house, fourteen. The one right before that. Uh, Revenge of the Taker mm. at eight beers. Just some, some of those old ones. Some of those old in your houses. They were just not good at That's all. True. Um, but things that were good, Joe, was wrestling this week. This week of wrestling, it was so good. Yes, that's true. It and I it think all, we should talk about it. <laughs> indeed, it all started with SmackDown last Friday. We had. SmackDown 1200, which I had no idea was happening until they until it was on air. So that was pretty surprising. Cool thing to see. Got to watch SmackDown 1200. Uh, let's see some things that happened here. Uh, Ronda Rousey demanded that her suspension be lifted. She gets cuffed and escorted out of the ring. So we'll see what happens there. Probably nothing that's that good. Um, we had the we had a semi a semifinal match, or sorry, a quarterfinal match for the women's tag team tournament. 
Oh, and I, I guess that this is this is worth talking about, actually. Yeah, toxic attraction ended up taking place of uh, Zoe Stark and Thicky Steamboat, and they beat Natalia and Sonya Deville. The alleged yes. reason was because Zoe Stark got injured in her championship match the 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 past Tuesday, which sucks because she. I feel like she's always injured now. Well, that's the alleged reason. I don't know if, I think, if she's. I think Nikita Lyons is also hurt. Well, no, Nikita Lyons could not enter Canada because she wasn't vaccinated. Was the oh. report that came out? So it's probably storyline injury, and then that was just to cover the fact that Nikita Lyons was not vaccinated. I so did she not couldn't know enter that. Canada. I thought WWE required everyone to get vaccinated. So did I, but maybe she was just a later signing. So they had like mm. lifted that restriction or something. Maybe it's because she is the daughter of a famous person. That is I've, she? I forget. Donald some, Trump? Some guitarist, right? A I drummer don't know. or drummer? Somebody that was in a band. I think she's Ricky Steamboat's daughter. No, that can't be true. They don't look anything alike. That's true. She's like a thousand percent curvier than Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> that's true. I'm pretty sure she's the daughter of somebody that's in a famous band that I can't remember. I, I have no idea, dude. I hope you're looking it up right now. I am, but I didn't see anything on her wiki. Really? Yeah. I don't know. We're going to look this up. Her, la- her real name is Faith Jeffries. What? So do you know anybody with the last name Jeffries? Mm, no. I'm going to figure this out. All right. I think you're making this up, dude. No, there's no way. She, she talked about in- this. She, she was I, born I in 1999. She, How sad is that? I could have sworn she talked about that during like her um her like video package little promos vignettes that she had before she debuted. Hmm. Maybe that was just all. Fake. According to her Instagram profile, profile, her father is an entrepreneur. Well, no further comment. I feel like a big dumb stupid head. It says her <laughs> on this little page that I'm looking at. Um, it says father, Mr. Jeffries, mother, Mrs. Jeffries, brother, will update and sister not known. So I guess that answers that. Cool. That answers all those questions. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm real sorry about that, Joe. (laughs) It's all right. You'll cut that. (laughs) I mean, I might. All right. Getting back to SmackDown. Toxic attraction is now in the tag team tournament. Except they're not anymore. Put a pin in that. <laughs> um, I yeah, I think we, we might I think well just during talk this match, here. JC Jane was she was injured or was Gigi injured? Yeah, it was Gigi. So Gigi Dolan, get well soon. Sup. Uh, but yeah, she got hurt. So now this week on SmackDown, tomorrow for us, two days ago for anyone listening to this when it comes out, uh, there is slash was a fatal four way match. Uh, fatal four-way tag team match with basically all four teams that lost and it's just a second chance opportunity to get back in the tournament prediction who do you think is going to win um i forget who's in it but oh uh piper niven and nikki cross yeah i could see them winning i could see them winning the tournament now really yeah damn i still think it's going to be sky and uh sky and kai sky and kai Kai and Ty. Kai and Sky. Kai and Sky. (laughs) Control your narrative. Yeah. Anyways, um, off of the women's tag team stuff, 
Uh, I really loved, I think my favorite segment of the night was this Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns backstage mm-hmm. segment. Um, Sami Zayn finally got to go into Roman Reigns' locker room, talked it up. Uh, and it's just like, uh, I honestly, I, I forget like the, all the details about what they said, but it was just a fun little segment with them talking, chatting it up. And yeah, Sammy talking about how he's going for the Intercontinental Championship. Roman talking about how that would look good in the bloodline. Mm-hmm. And then basically getting to the point of <clears throat> where like Sammy needs to be a little bit more involved in the bloodline and help Roman out and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure is kind of like along the lines of what what was talked about. I don't know if you remember any any of, of the, any of the details there. It's been almost a week since I watched that. No, I don't really remember anything. I, I remember know, it being fun to watch. Yeah, and everybody was behind Sammy winning. The entire internet was behind Sammy winning uh, that fatal four-way that happens later in the night. Dude, it was a fatal five-way, I thought. Fatal five-way. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, and it was Sammy Zayn, Sheamus. Ricochet was in Ricochet. there. Corbin and Madcap? Baron Corbin and Madcap, yeah. That's who it was. Is that who it was? Okay. Yeah, Sami Zayn got the biggest pop because the they were in Montreal. Um, also, Cole, Michael Cole mentioned uh, the name El Generico on commentary during that match. I don't know if yep. you heard that. That was uh, that was something. Yeah. Um, so not super early in this match. After Sami Zayn had a really good showing in this match, uh, he gets hurt and he walks himself to the back and you think, oh, shit, Sami Zayn's out for the night. And then he comes back out, and I was like, holy shit, Sammy's going to do it. I really thought he was going to win, dude. And then Sheamus won. Yeah, fucking Sheamus won. So now we're getting... Real solid match. If you haven't watched it, I recommend going back and watching it because it was a lot of fun. It was a very good match. But now we're getting Sheamus versus Walter at Clash at the Castle. You think it's going to be a a bubblegum match or a Brambleton? Or... I don't know what that means. Whatever the name of the match of Sheamus and Drew a couple weeks ago was. Donnybrook? Donnybrook match. (laughs) You were really close, though. I was so close. Bubble gum. I I think it'll be good, but I'm just, I don't care because it's Sheamus. Yeah. I don't know. He's just, I can't get into Sheamus' character. He's reliable. He's reliable. When, when it comes to big hosses fighting, he doesn't disappoint. And it makes a lot of sense just for like they're both from from the UK. Not the UK. Well, but no, just, like Europe. Yeah. Uh I think I think Gunther is like Austrian. Austrian or something. So not from the UK. Unless no, I don't think it's certainly the not the UK. Yeah. Austria is Eastern Hitler European. Land. Yeah. <laughs> That's Geography where Hitler is from. That is where Hitler was born. That is true. We had a kind of return in the next segment. Um, I don't remember what it was. The next segment was a Viking funeral for people that aren't actually dead, which was weird. The new vicious. Oh, I didn't uh, take a note on this. That's why. Vicious Vicarious or whatever we're calling Viking Raiders now. Just the vicious um, Viking Raiders, I'm pretty sure. They're saying that New Day is really good, uh, so they they wanted to pay respect to them in a uh, in a Viking funeral. And there was a priestess that you never actually see her face, 
but that priestess was Sarah Logan. Oh, Micro's uh, Micro's wife, and I'm not sure. Uh, Eric Rowe. Is it Eric? Yeah, you're thinking of Mike Rome, dude. Oh no, uh, no, I think Mike Rowe is the dirty jobs guy. That is also that is definitely who Mike Rowe is. It, it, it's not. Yeah, it's not Eric Rowe. I think it is er- Eric of the Eric and Ivar. I thought his name was Eric. No, his name was something Rowe. Ray, Ray no. Ray Romano, is that what you're about to say? Yeah, you're thinking er- Eric Rowan. Oh, you're definitely right. We're both so dumb. Uh, what was his name? Something Rowe. Yep. Uh, Raymond Rowe. Oh, it's Raymond? It actually is Raymond? Yeah. Their old name, their old tag, or their names in Viking, or sorry, War Machine and War Raiders was Hanson and Rowe. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, but his real name is Raymond Rowe. Okay. Well... Not really, uh, but that's that's Sarah. He, he's married to Sarah Logan, and she was the priestess in that Viking funeral. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the point I want us to get across. Yeah. We're rambling a lot tonight. I just wanted to get the point across that I'm not a, not big into memorizing everyone's real names. Well, it was his old name, especially in, when their fake names change so much. Yeah, but it was their old names in the old scene. So yeah, but just that name. just Row. I didn't know his. Yeah, I I got gotcha. you. I didn't know Raymond. And then Anyways, Liv Morgan versus Shotzi. I didn't take a note on that either. That was well, I, I don't think have I actually a note on the that. I don't have the note on the actual match, but after the match, Shayna Baszler comes out and old school NXT Shayna Baszler does appear to be back. Yeah. She she did she did the old uh the old like setting setting her up for the the stomp that she used to do on people's elbows that just looks brutal. Yeah, and she just kicked her in the face. Yeah, she she decided not to do that because she wanted to, to have an actual match at Clash at the Castle. I think um, it just goes to show, like when we talked about uh, like a month ago with you and Chad, who benefits the most men and women from Triple H taking over? We said Kevin Owens and Shayna Baszler were the the best picks out of the out of the bunch. Yeah, and uh, it's very evident that that's true. Yeah, it's this, exciting thus far. So, yeah, I'm very excited. <clears throat> I don't know how good of a match it'll be, but it should be probably good. not a good match. Should be all right. Shane has got to carry the, the whole thing, I think, in order for it to be good. Potentially, yeah. They just they just don't have styles that really mesh well, I don't think. I don't think Liv has a style that meshes well with really anybody. That's true. That's fair. Um, but getting on to the last segment here, um Roman and Drew, little promo. They go at it a little bit at the end, and uh, we get the bad omen, Joe. Drew McIntyre held up the the titles. Yeah, he to did. Close out the show. So, you bet your bottom dollar I'll be picking Roman Reigns at Clash of the Castle. Mm-hmm. Potentially. I don't know. Put it in uh, pencil or erasable pen. Don't sharpen I'm going, it. In. I'm going with Raymond. Or, whoa, Roman. <laughs> I'm going with Roman unless they make it for only one title. Ooh, yeah. Yep, that's uh, definitely something that could still happen. Uh, there's been no mention of that, but we'll we'll see. And they've only talked about becoming, like Drew's only talked about becoming the undisputed universal champion. So I don't see how that could be what happens, but definitely potential. Yeah. Um, Did you watch Rampage this week? I never watch Rampage again, unless you tell me to. All right. 
There was a match made for Claudio versus Dustin Rhodes uh, this week on Rampage for the Ring of Honor World Championship. So that should be, honestly, I think that's going to be pretty good. And then the only other noteworthy thing, the best friends advance in the trios tournament. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember who they faced. Oh, uh, Ari Davari's boys. The true, the, the, I almost said the truth busters, the trust busters. The ghost busters. The ghost busters. And yeah. moving on to Raw. Nice. So hectic opening to Raw where they they put off the pyro because there was a brawl between Seth Rollins and Riddle to start the show that just went throughout the arena. And then the the brawl was um I actually said that there was a there was the brawl with uh, a bunch of weak-handed security. And I want to point out that weak-handed security when it comes to a brawl is one of my favorite things where the security who tries tries to be the hold me back guys, they just can't hold anybody back. And it's wonderful to watch during a brawl. Yeah. I love it. So after that goes down, uh, Trish Stratish comes out to greet her Canadian crowd. And I got to say, sup for sure. I got to say of like all the places that they go, whenever they go to Canada, WWE just brings it with the with the legends returns. Yeah. yeah. It was it was pretty great. They have another like, legend coming back next week. That's true in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Kurt Angle. Probably going to name him the GM. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. I I haven't actually heard that that's going to happen. There there's uh people online joking about them doing Ooh. that. And then they could do something really cool like try and uh like have someone i don't know like baron corbin try and be his constable or something (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah totally so good man ending in a kurt angle retirement match no i i would not like that actually um honestly the trish stratus segment was kind of dumb overall Uh, i just wanted to say sup yeah you just you just liked when she took her jacket off that was cool there was one meme on the internet. It was like, I watch wrestling for the storyline. And then it was like the storyline. And it was, uh, it was Trish and Bailey taking their jackets off. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, they had the, uh, the, the other, uh, what's it called? Oh, they had the semifinal match uh, after that in the tag women's tag tournament. And Dakota Kai and EO Sky advance over Asuka and Alexa Bliss to the finals. I could see Asuka and Alexa winning the uh, the final chance, last chance. I don't think they're not in the last chance. Why wouldn't they be? It's the four teams that lost in the first round. It's Natalia and Shayna. Uh, Aaliyah and... It, uh, no, Aaliyah and Raquel are still in it. Oh. Um, Shotzi oh. and Sonya. Nikki Cross and Dewdrop. And another team. All right. Well, oh, Tamina and whoever Tamina's partner is. I don't remember. Uh, Dana Brooke. Nailed it. So good. Nailed it. That's who's in that. Such a good team. No. Um, yeah, I mean, good match overall. Dakota Kai, Eosky, they win. And <clears throat> then we got uh, a funny backstage segment uh, just, just with uh, Dolph Ziggler and Finn Balor. Dolph like pushes him over, calls him a bitch, and makes his entrance. <laughs> so you gonna get up and do anything, or you just gonna sit there like a bitch? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, and they, they ended up 
they had a great match awesome match Mm -hmm. like raw has just started like that triple h knew all along like hey raw being three hours kind of fucking sucks let me help you the viewer by giving you three to four like solid 20 minute matches on raw like b pay-per-view quality matches yeah and it just works so well yeah this match was awesome yeah it was it was a lot of fun i mean you can't put these two guys again workhorses in the ring together and it not be a good match yeah i agree uh finn balor also had new music yeah so i'm a big i've always i think finn balor's entrance music has always been one of my favorite entrance songs uh so i'm not a fan of that yeah I didn't think the music sucked, but it's nowhere near as good as his old music. So in comparison, it sucks. Uh, let's see. Owens, Kevin Owens and uh, Chad Gable. Another good match. Yeah, Kevin Chad Owens. Gable. Chad Gable is just incredibly underrated. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like could have been the next Kurt Angle mm-hmm. and it just didn't happen. Yeah, he's just not as big, which is why Vince probably never pushed him because Vince McMahon likes big sweaty men. That's true. So it's unfortunate for him. The genetics just didn't work in his favor. This uh, was a pretty funny segment where they they were uh Alpha Academy was out there and they were saying that they were going to recruit new members and then they just tear into Canada and they're like, but nobody here in stupid Canada is worthy of being part of the Alpha Academy. Yeah. <laughs> and then he calls for an open challenge and Kevin Owen comes out. Kevin Owens face turn. Oh, definitely. Like, well, I don't know if it's a face turn, but it's it's he, a chaotic face. He's turn. getting yeah, he's, he's he's getting back to his his he's likes. acting heelish, but he's getting cheered. He got cheered here because it was in Montreal. Like he got yeah. like a huge pop because it was in Montreal. But he was going up against established heels. Some, someone he used to be friends with while he was a heel. So he's the Stone Cold. He's going back to his more Stone Cold style face. Which he which he had a like about a year ago probably, and mm-hmm. then they decided to like make him a a less less badass face, and then I don't know just heal again. Yeah, he's the prize fighter again. It's wonderful yeah, he, to watch. He got his duct tape shirt back. He got his old video pack uh, that plays on the on the stage as he's coming out. Yeah, it's just good. It's uh, it's a it's a triple H re- return, but doesn't doesn't count as the mindstone. It's a repackaging, if you will. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bailey and Aaliyah had a match. Aaliyah from Toronto. Uh so and um I, I, I took didn't a note. That. I took a well they said it during the match. That's how I knew that. Or uh during the entrance when they announced her to the ring. And I said nobody ever wins in their hometown, which was true here. Bailey won. And Aaliyah never wins. She has the fastest win in WWE history, Joe. That's true over Natalia, right? Yep. So cool. Um, yeah. Bailey obviously won. Aaliyah loses in her hometown like everyone else does. Uh, Miz and Champa had a match against I can't remember. Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles. Yep, that was pretty pretty decent. I actually think I skipped a decent amount of this match. Hopefully not the end of the match. I didn't skip the end of the match. I did get to see Dexter Loomis and the chaos that ensued. Um, I'll Dude, just how say many times now. are they going to release him from prison? Because he's been arrested like three times now. I don't know. We'll put another pin in that. 
Yeah. Um, I, I honestly don't know, but they obviously can't charge him with anything. Maybe, maybe they can charge him now because he did kidnap them is potentially, maybe that's what the, the whole thing on Tuesday was from, but, uh, I think, uh, would we like to see an index versus Miz and Maurice match, Joe? Not really. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, figure I'd ask, but um, I think that's a path that they could take right now, just based off of what's going on. No, the Miz is dead, dude. Oh, you think he's dead? Yeah. Miz got murdered. Oh, no. That's not good for him or Maurice or his children. Monroe Sky. Yeah. Or the other one. Liberty. Oh no, that's Cody Rhodes' kid, right? I don't know. I don't know their kid. I don't know the people's kids' names. I know Monroe Sky because uh Miz put that in so many of his promos. Uh he has said that one a lot. But I I think that maybe Cody Rhodes' kid is named Liberty. Liberty Rhodes. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. But I, I mean, with that kid he ended racism, so true. Very true. Um, so after Dexter uh, kidnaps the Miz, we cut to commercial and we oh, come DQ there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut to commercial. We come back from commercial and Johnny Gargano is back. So weird because you expect you expect they, they went to commercial saying that Damian Priest the edge was next. Yeah. And then all of a sudden probably one now, now that Finn Balor's got new music, probably one of my favorite active entrance songs, Rebel Heart plays. Dude. And it's I just so it. feel good. I love it. Johnny Gargano is probably like active wrestlers. I think I don't have many like favorite, fav- like absolute, like top of the list favorites, but Johnny is one of them. Uh, Kevin Owens is up there. And I'd have to think a lot longer about who else is on that list. Probably Kenny and Adam Cole. Jonah? No. All right, I just want to talk about this real quick. Who is the Soulstone in uh, Triple H, Triple H's Infinity Gauntlet? Because we've got that pretty much filled out now, with the exception of the Soulstone. Who is going to be ripped from, from uh, what's his name? Vision's head. Vision's head? Are you saying just like... Ooh. The, are you just saying like there's been, there's six Infinity Stones and we've had five returns yeah it's it's a it's an ongoing meme uh basically uh yeah i've seen the, i've at, seen the i saw the meme after carrying cross debuted yeah so, so right now think, on so... there is like e, e, no sorry uh not you uh dakota kai carrying cross yep hit row okay johnny johnny and there was another person on there who else has returned I don't remember. Oh, Dexter. Dexter Loomis. So I don't think that this is going to happen, by the way. I don't I don't know if I want want or care. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No. uh, So there's obviously still the rumors of Sasha Banks and Naomi. Rumors. I don't think that would count. Bray Wyatt. I guess they would count. I, I don't think, know. I'm just thinking of all the people that are coming back. They're all like they were still with NXT when I guess other than Hit No Hit Row wasn't. I don't know. They were on the roster, main roster I, for like a month. I'd be all right with AEW being Vision, just because just getting rid of AEW. No, 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 no. 
not actually killing him, but killing AEW. But if we're if we're playing an analogy of he gets all these stones in one way or the other, and when he gets the last stone, he pulls it out of Vision's head. Uh huh. If if they pulled an NXT a former NXT champion from AEW, I'd be all right with that. Specifically, I'm thinking Adam Cole. I mean. Adam Cole would be the obvious like choice of what you really want, undisputed era in general. Who else is but an I NXT champion? Andrade. Oh yeah. Oh, and, and Andrade is not happy. And Malachi. Yeah. Uh, is that the only three? Keith Lee. Damn, dude, you're good. I don't think Keith Lee. I don't. I honestly don't think they're gonna do that. Like, I don't think so. No, I, I, I started this with saying I don't think this is going to happen. You're right. But you did say of, that. of the, I, I think of the people. That are unhappy with with their booking in AEW right now. I'd say Andrade and Miro are the two that are unhappy with their booking. Yeah, and, uh, understandably so. Yeah, um, yeah. I think if it's something like that, it's a long play. It's obviously not happening anytime soon. Yeah, I don't. Like I don't I think so either. But I'm thinking it's going to be someone like Bray Wyatt yeah. rounds out the Infinity Gauntlet. Um, the one other thing that I wanted to point out with the Johnny Gargano thing. We literally talked about this last week, like speculating, like, oh, when are we going to see Johnny Gargano come back? I, I brought up like, oh, he's open to a return. This is now the third time that I can remember. Uh, I remember seeing the Karrion Cross one. No, I think I think it's been Karrion Cross hit row Dexter and Dexter Loomis so far. And now it's Johnny Gargano as well, where some article comes out saying WWE is interested or the person is interested in returning to WWE and like no shit. The next show after the news comes out they're they're back on. Yeah. But people have been speculating Johnny Gargano for so long. I think that this was the first week that people didn't expect Johnny to come back. Like the news came out like last week. That that he was in, that he, he that he, didn't say interested. That he, he said, was interested. It it wasn't interested. It would be he said he was open to it. But Either way, everyone thought he was showing up in Cleveland, and then he didn't show up. Yeah, and you know he said he sent out a tweet afterwards of like, yeah, I just wanted people to be surprised. So he did it in the most nonchalant way possible, which was yeah. literally just right after commercial break. His his music hits. Yeah, was it was very surprising and definitely caught me off guard. But yeah, I mean, good promo by him. <laughs> to see Ooh. him uh, with theory in the ring. Yeah, good good uh, crowd chance of who's your daddy. That was like, <laughs> it made me wonder if the crowd knew no knows anything about NXT because they've been chanting who's your daddy at theory for a while now. It seems like the Canada crowd does watch NXT. I don't know. The when pop, Johnny like, came out was, and he there said there was any, not that big of a pop for Johnny Gargano. I think there was. Uh not for but the when entrance. He, when he came out to the to the ring and he was like, I don't know if any any of you know me, but my name is Johnny Gargano and that, I was a big yeah. deal in NXT. Once, I was like, dude, once he started of course talking, we know you. Once he started talking, they were cheering a lot. But when he made his entrance, maybe they were also very caught off guard, and that's why they, he didn't get a huge pop. But I, I, it didn't seem to me like his his entrance alone got a huge pop. Once he started talking, yes, yeah. lots of cheers. But good know. return. I'm I'm excited to see Johnny Re- Johnny wrestling back in the ring. Hopefully this week on Raw against Theory. I well, would love got, to see that. We got a baby wrestling quote or chant rather. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. That, yeah, 
baby wrestling. Um, yeah, and then we had the uh, the main event, <clears throat> um, Edge versus Damian Priest. Edge wrestling in his hometown. As we all know, everybody wins in their hometown. So Edge obviously won here, and uh, it was a good match. Dude, Beth Phoenix versus Rhea Ripley. We did get a stare down between Beth Phoenix and Rhea Ripley, and that was my last note. Just hell yes, give this match to me. I think that would be awesome. I think it's going to be a mixed tag match of some sort, either Damian or, or Finn. Yeah, I could see that. But Or, or actually, remember um, Edge accidentally speared Dominic? Ooh, yeah. Rhea and Dominic versus Edge and uh, Edge and Beth, Beth Phoenix. Oh, so like you're saying Dominic is going to join Judgment Day? I do think that it. Dominic is going to join Judgment Day. Yeah, I, I still think, I still think that as well. Does it suck that I want to see that that match less now that I said that Dominic could be in it? <laughs> Doesn't suck. It's just that's just called the truth, Joe. Yeah, truth hurts sometimes. But yeah, it's always good to see Beth back in the ring, especially when it's not with Natalia. Absolutely. Well, before we get into NXT, Joe, just real quick. Oh, that was a good one. One of my favorite beers here. Key Lime Pie goes from Westbrook. Mm. If you've ever had a Key Lime Pie, it tastes just like it. It's wonderful. It's the best. Uh, but yeah, NXT. Um, first note, Joe, you want to guess what my first note is for NXT? Is it that there are two feel-good moments, like feel-good of the millennia moments here in the show? No, there was a sign for Odyssey Jones. Nice. That was my first note. It was right on the ramp. I I really hope Odyssey Jones is back soon. That'd be awesome. He's up there with uh, Kevin Owens and Johnny Gargano, my favorites. <clears throat> He's probably no number five. At all. No reason at all. He's just fun to watch, dude. Even though I don't get to watch him as much anymore. And by as much, I mean like at all. Because he's injured? Yeah, so um, yeah, other than that. We had the announcement of... Uh, Worlds Collide, which is happening, what, next Sunday? The day the day of All Out, right? Dur- the, during day the day of, of All Out, yeah. Yep, so that's happening on the day of All Out. So we have three pay-per-views next week, or two premium live events and a pay-per-view next week. So that's going to be a lot of fun. A lot that's of fun sanity. to talk about. It's, it's just a lot. It's just so much. Um, so we had some matches announced for that. So one of them... Pretty much with uh, what happened last week with Tyler Bate and Braun Breaker, uh, they opened the show, and we've got ourselves a title unification match with the NXT Championship, NXT UK Championship. Quite frankly, a very tough match to predict for me. Tyler Bate said that he was the first and was going to be the last NXT UK champion. Yeah. So obviously, the title that's being retired here is the NXT UK Championship. Oh, definitely. So I have two things to say about that. One is that I'm super bummed because that's probably my favorite tight belt in in WWE. The like as far as looks, as far as looks go. Yeah, yeah. It does that look really and, good. and the the women's championship are both look really good. The oh yeah, they look yeah. And you talking about the UK women's championship? Yeah, yeah. They're very similar, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean. 
the what what is it like 500 day reign of pete dunn as the nxt uk champion before NXT at least UK that i think really... i think he eclipsed 600 yeah and then walter beat him maybe walter eclipsed 600 i can't remember yeah, i think i think that was walter and i mean that was just a really good title reign and then walter's title reign really good Droganov versus walter uh for the belt that match there's there's been a lot of good i'm I mean, the initial, the inaugural, see, I said it right that time, the inaugural match uh, for the championship of Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bate. Yep. There's a lot of history in that belt that has just been so enjoyable to watch. So it's it's a bit of a bummer to see it go. But you know, that and, and of course, the, the, the belt design being my favorite in the company. My question, we put a pin in this before because we were talking about the European championship. NXT Europe is the is what is replacing is the rebranding of NXT UK. We're going to have champions on that brand. Yep. Do they bring back the old design of the European Championship and just make it say NXT on it? Um I don't think it'll be exactly. Uh I but think But I think they should pay homage to it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think I think there'll be some sort of, I don't know, Easter egg homage paid to to the old championship. But it's gonna be it's gonna be a new design, I think, just based off of what we just talked about with the NXT UK championships, uh, men's and women's titles, how good they look. I I have full belief that the if they obviously go forward with an NXT European Championship, I have full faith that it's gonna look awesome, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I. Uh... I think it'll be cool. They're going to have to strip the power intercontinental championship belt away a little bit, though, because if you if you remember, those titles were combined to be just the intercontinental championship. So, yeah, but it's going to be on NXT. Yeah, I know. So they're... But yeah, looks like we're getting a return of the European championships soon. I said this to you the other day, kind of as a joke, but who better, just because of where we are in retro pay-per-views right now, who better to present or to uh, debut the new title except D'Lo Brown, <laughs> the true European champion? Yeah, when they announce him, it's like uh, formerly from wherever he's actually from, but now residing in wherever they present the championship. Because like during the during Rebellion, they were like uh, originally from wherever D'Lo is actually from, but it's like now residing in Birmingham, England. <laughs> <laughs> This is pretty funny. That that would be that would be cool if they did that. Really cool. Yeah, I know he's still working for Impact, but they've worked stuff out with Impact before. Yeah, yeah. Specifically, callback Mickey James at Royal Rumble this year. Yeah, definitely. As the Impact Woman Champion. Yeah, and if anybody can do it, it's Triple H and D'Lo Brown. Honest. Yeah, I mean, if anybody can make it happen. Can you think of any more a more monumental European champion, except maybe Kurt Angle? Wait, William was it Kurt Regal? Angle? Oh yeah, that's true. That was Eddie yeah. Guerrero. He's dead. Uh, R.I.P. Well, yeah. So honestly, neither of those no, guys I don't think there's pre- a whole lot of that. I mean, Shawn Michaels was European champion. Triple H was too, right? Um, yeah. So I mean, there's been some really good wrestlers that have been European champion. Uh, toward the end of the time, though, like when when it was on its downslope, like it was it was definitely. I mean, it was always mid card, but like the mid carders that held it before them. Like the Triple wait. H's and the Shawn Michaels when they were mid carders, like they're obviously like head and shoulders above the wait, late nineties, early two thousands mid card. Who? <laughs> wait, I I have an idea. 
Who was it a couple of pay-per-views ago, retros ago, that... <laughs> oh, I know who it was. Who pulled... Who, uh, so Shane McMahon pulls it out of the trash, and then... Uh, do you remember who pulled it out of Shane McMahon's bag and then declared himself the European champion? Fuck. Mark Henry? No. Nope. Valvinus? No. Nope. Test? No. <laughs> Wait, he's dead. Uh, I don't remember who. Midian. Oh, dude. I'm going to have to do a dead check on him as well. Uh, he was at Undertaker's uh, little thing at Survivor Series a couple years ago. Doesn't mean he's alive now. The Godwins, both the Godwins were. Well, yeah, I guess he could also do it if they could take it they, out of if they take it out get, of Shane McMahon's bag. If they if they can't if they can't front the money for D'Lo Brown, they've always got Midian in their back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's alive and he's only fifty three years old. What? Yeah, he's younger than Goldberg. Yep, Goldberg still wrestles. Hopefully, not anymore. Jesus. Um, other stuff from NXT. I mean, NXT was really good, but like really the whole thing revolved around just building towards worlds collide because it's quite literally next weekend and they just announced it this week. So, uh, they're building towards a lot of that. And we had the reuniting of index. So that was cool. That was the, that was the number one feel good moment of the week. Yeah, there was that, and that, well, and then really bad when he got taken away by the cops. Yeah, they couldn't continue their reuniting. Yeah, um, but but he leaves her a note. Um, so I mean, the internet was saying after the fact that this has to mean that she's going to break him out of prison. Well, I don't think the storyline is going to go that deep, but it's it it will probably mean that Indy Hartwell is going to show up on Raw with with Dexter Loomis soon. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that and hope for that. That would be cool. Um, and then Candice LeRae returns. I don't know about that soon. I'm pretty but... sure Nick, Nikki and Rhonda did it in about that time frame. No, Rhonda was... She was not a full year out when she returned at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, you might be right. And I don't think Nikki was either. Nikki and Brie when they showed back up most recently. I honestly don't remember. Um, I don't either. But, but you I'm gotta just think that's, it, all, it you think that's also the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's not true. a whole lot you have to do during the Royal Rumble. Candace doesn't have to get that physical too fast. She doesn't have to get physical at all. That's true. Until she's ready. She, um, she's... Other stuff. The women's the women's uh, championships are also getting uh, unified. So Mandy Rose and Miko Satamora, uh, they are in a match along with Blair Davenport. Yeah. So that one's going to be a triple trip match. Uh, so they they all signed the contracts at the end of the show for for uh, those two matches. And I could I could see Blair Davenport winning. I think Toxic Attractions days are numbered in NXT. I think so too. And I think that Miko Miko Satamora is like forty two. Satamora Salamanca is from Breaking Bad. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, she's old, and I couldn't really see her doing a full time run on any roster. Yeah, I mean, she's apparently like a huge legend. I've never watched a single one of her matches, but I'm not going to downplay it. Tony Storm um, beat her in the May Young Classic. If you ever, if you watch that, I think it was the second May Young Classic. Oh, 
I think I did watch that, but I guess I just never remember that being like super good. Dude, she she debuted in uh in WCW back in like ninety six or ninety seven. That's insane. She had to have been like sixteen. I think she yeah, eighteen, I think. I guess that would have been twenty four years ago. That would have been ninety eight, twenty four years ago. Yeah. She's forty two now. That's insane. Um other like small stuff here. Uh Santos Escobar picked up Legado del del Fantasma. Uh, the other that was the other feel good moment. Yeah, because, hopefully, hopefully bringing them all to the main roster. Yeah, he because we talked about it last week because you had missed out on the the whole conversation that they had, where Legato was staying behind with. Uh, and that was the rumor online this week as well. Well, yeah, and because that's what the storyline was until then, and then all of a sudden Escobar shows up in a like a Tahoe or something, and he's like, "Do you really think I would leave you behind?" And they all get in the car. And they say Familia is forever. Yeah. And uh, I Off mean, obviously, go. obviously, Tony D'Angelo is on NXT, so he, he can't really, uh, they, they can't really refute that at all. Yeah. Can't go, go and call him out anywhere else. So, yeah. Seems like, seems like they made their getaway. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out there's a, there's a guy backstage now who wears a, a security shirt and he just says prick a lot. Apparently his name is Hank Walker. I think they said, yeah. Um, so I'm going to keep tabs on that one. Uh, that was semi interesting. Uh, you know what? You know what I'm really sad about? Yeah. I mean, it's whatever. <laughs> I, I didn't even catch that. You know what I'm really upset about? Cameron Grimes being in no. a Joe Gacy storyline. Well, uh, that yes, but that's not where I was going with that Joe Gacy storyline. Okay. I really liked Grizzled Young Vets. Oh, I was a big fan of their character work. I was a big fan of their their in-ring ability. And I just can't get behind Grizzled Young Vets now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, I just Joe Joe Gacy is just not something I'm interested in at at all. And I've said this before because you you whenever I say, oh, I don't like them. You always come along with the well, that's that means they're doing their job. But there's a difference. No, there's between... a di- there's a difference between there's a difference between being interested and hating somebody because they're yeah. a heel. Yeah, and there are certain faces that I don't find interesting, and I just yeah. hate watching them. Yeah, this this goes outside of the heel and face dynamic. This is just goddamn it. Why am I watching this? It's exactly it's the same it's like, thing. It's, with, it's, 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 it's the same one thing of those, like if you're yeah exactly if you're watching it on DVR, it's the segment you skip every week because you don't like them. It's it it goes from oh they're the bad guy I don't like them because they're the bad guy and I'm not supposed to like them to I'm gonna choke you out and I'm gonna choke you out <laughs> and I'm gonna choke you out. <laughs> it's just cringy. Yeah, definitely. Um. What else happened? I think the only other thing that was like noteworthy was the main event uh, where they had a lights out match uh, where they just like legitimately turned the lights out and it looked like a black light. Um, yeah, they've done that. But no, actually, AEW has done that before. I they've done lights out matches where they they cut all the lights out, basically say that the show is over and then they turn them back on and then there's no rules. But this was different. It was just a match where the lights were off and there's no disqualification. Yeah, but I don't remember seeing that in NXT. I, I definitely remember them doing it in, in AEW. That's they they have the name lights out match. I don't think they actually turn the lights out. Okay. 
and keep them off. They they turn them off temporarily uh, and then turn them back on. What is it? It's uh, it was Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker that had that lights out. Yeah, match. and that Adam was... Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy had one too. Yeah. Um, so but that's I new. A, that's new on NXT. I had a question. I think it is. Yeah, I had a question from this match. So I, okay. During so do during I. during the oh, what's your question? I no, you go first. You go first. Damn. I wanted to see the same thing. All right. So during the match, Wendy Chu, um, she poured a, a a pillowcase of Legos on the on the mat, Joe. Yeah. And I was wondering, uh, what do you think hurts worse, Legos or thumbtacks? Thumbtacks. You sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Stepping on a Legos un unknowingly hurts, but if you're knowingly falling onto Legos, I don't think it it, it hurts as bad as thumbtacks knowingly embedding falling themselves on in your skin. Thumbtack. Okay, yeah. yeah. Just wanted to make sure. Um but that was that's something that we haven't really seen in WWE. I know it's not thumbtacks, but is is that as hard as they're going to go with bringing hardcore wrestling back? Be that being pouring Legos out instead no, of thumbtacks. I think we'll see thumbtacks still in WWE. You think we're going to see thumbtacks back in WWE? Yeah. Yeah. We will see thumbtacks again. Okay. Okay. I'd be I willing... thought I thought it was a fun little uh fun little thing for them to do uh with with Wendy Chu's character, you know, she's kind of childish, so she pours out Legos instead of thumbtacks. It, it, it was yeah. I think it was a fun little thing. But I, did you I also see enjoyed it? Did you see the ref when he went to count the pin? He pushed the Legos out of the way before he started counting. Yeah, I mean, he just you, he did a he did a sweep of his hand. If you have a <laughs> choice to knowingly fall on the on the or or make contact with the Legos or, and or the thumbtacks, you don't do it. It'll hurt. Yeah. So I mean, I think the ref was in the right there. Yeah, I just thought it was funny because instead of like, technically, it would have been a four count then it in the amount of time because he didn't start it right away because he didn't want to hit Legos. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so getting off of NXT then, getting into Dynamite, we had the Daniel Garcia, Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson segment to start out with Daniel Garcia trying to figure out if he's a wrestler or a sports entertainer. Crowd seems to think he's a wrestler. Crowd did seem to think that, but Daniel Garcia couldn't make a decision. Yeah, you know, I'm a little disappointed in in Brian or yeah, Brian Danielson, because he he keeps on talking shit about WWE and uh, of anybody that that left WWE for something else. He, I think, left on the best terms Mm -hmm. and he had a lot of success in WWE and he keeps on just saying, like, if there's anything I hate, I don't hate anything more than sports entertainment. And I don't think that's true. I think he enjoyed his time in WWE. Yeah, I think for the most part, I mean, he was very successful. He had to work yeah. his ass off to get that. Yeah, and in reality, he's he was consistently one of the best wrestlers on the roster. So, I but think I think that, that I think that just makes his story so much better. I think yeah. that's what makes us love him so much. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I mean, of of everybody that left, he wasn't released. WWE gave him his second chance even though AEW probably would have done that anyway if he had just waited a couple more years. Yeah. But he had a second chance. He had a title run. He he ran with the tag titles again after that. Um I don't know. I just uh I just think he talked a lot of he talks a lot of shit now about WWE even though I think that uh he left on good terms. 
Yeah, I think Adam Cole is the only other one that left on good terms, similar to Danielson. Well, they were going to give him a haircut and make him a manager, so that wouldn't have been very cool. Yeah. I don't um, know. I think all bets are, like, I, I don't think this affects Brian, Brian Danielson, but I think all bets are off when it comes to people that left on relatively bad terms now that Triple H is is, is the guy. Yeah. Um, but we get the official announcement that we're getting Danielson versus Jericho at all out. Oh, cool. So could be, it could be really, really good, but I just don't know. Can I just say one thing? There that, were only... that's, that's what, that's because of Jericho. Yeah. It's, it has nothing to do with Danielson. I, uh, I was bored a lot of AEW. Really? Yeah, there were certain moments or certain matches that weren't boring. Jay Lethal and Dax Harwood was a great match. Yeah, and then Aussie Open versus uh, somebody. Aussie Open versus uh, Death Triangle. Yeah, Death both Triangle. both really good matches. But yeah, AEW like just didn't really do it for me this week. I thought it was a good show. Um, it, it's one of those like they need to quickly finish up building this all out card like yeah get, get the matches announced and like i i don't know i think that's one of the problems is like we announce the matches too late especially when there's not like a good feud behind it yeah like most true. of the ones that get announced pretty early there's usually a good feud behind them already and then the ones that get announced late sometimes don't have a long building feud between them and it just seems like really put together last minute so, yeah, um, probably the biggest news of the night was the AEW championship match. The women's championship. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The AEW championship match where John Moxley basically squashed CM Punk. Um, what do you what do you think is going on here? I think that Punk returned before he was healed. Yep. Um, I don't think he should have re- like. He was gone for what two months on a surgically repaired foot. Yeah, that's not enough time. Definitely not. I saw him return, and I was already feeling cringe, like, w- like weird about it. Uh, and then he hit that kick, and I didn't know if it was real or storyline. I didn't either because it I, looked I think, like he was really in pain. Like, here's what I think happened. I think that he didn't actually get hurt in that spot, but he is still injured. Yeah. And the whole plan the entire time was we them thinking like we can't have an interim champion anymore. It just kind of muddies the waters. We need like the face of the company to be the champion. CM Punk can't keep being the, the also the champion if he's not so going to be able to wrestle. So Tony Khan Tony Khan backed himself into a corner a couple months ago by not having CM Punk relinquish the title. Yep. And then they just had to get it out of the way now. Exactly. Pretty much, yeah. Um, but he's backing himself into the same corner with, with Thunder Rosa. With Thunder Rosa, he didn't learn his lesson then. Possibly, but maybe her injury is not surgically repaired foot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't think any of us were really fans of CM Punk not relinquishing the title back when it happened, because that's just that that's what you do. And then when you come back, you obviously have a have an automatic shot at the title. Yeah. Um, also the big, the big, uh, thing online this week between those two segments, um, how Thunder Rosa, uh, 
announcing that there's going to be an interim women's champion uh, took place as a backstage segment. I saw the stats on Twitter today. It was a 47 second segment or 47 second promo from her. Whereas when CM Punk did it, he got an over 10 minute promo in the ring. Yeah, I, uh, I have not seen that on Twitter, but I did bring it up to you yesterday um, of that being weird of you're right. 10 minutes in the ring talking about how, how he's going to fight back and he's going to come back and he's going to be the champ, blah, blah, blah. And Thunder Rosa just got a backstage segment that uh, seems a little unequal. And whether it be the, the status of the star that being CM Punk and Thunder Rosa CM Punk is obviously a bigger name, but you can't really, if you're going to run a successful wrestling company, I don't think you can make the differentiation of this champ is better than this champ. Yeah. Um, but getting into my next question, Joe, we are, let's see, one dynamite and two rampages at time of recording away from all out. Who is John Moxley going to face at all out? Could be page. I don't think so. I think he said he's going to be working with dark order. No, he Possibly said he's going to the... be supporting Dark Order. So he's not in the trios tournament. No, he said he was going to take a back seat and and enjoy them in the trios tournament because they supported him through his his championship run. Then yeah, I mean he is the he is number one ranked right now, so I would assume it's going to be Hangman. I I do I hope they have an AEW championship match. Otherwise, it would be I don't know, kind of a letdown to not have that on the show. But we'll have to wait and see who it's going to be. But yeah, I, I think I'm with you there with Hangman Page. Yeah. If it wasn't going to be Hangman, I honestly have no idea who it could possibly be. Yeah, I, I don't either. Like, legitimately no idea. Um, Let's see. Other stuff. Max Caster had a good rap this week. Definitely watch that on YouTube if you haven't seen it. Um, Scissor me, daddy asks. Yeah. Britt Baker beats Kylan King because nobody wins in their hometown. Apparently she was from wherever they were at this week that I don't remember where it was. I, I don't remember. I really can't remember. And then uh, other things that they, they announced uh, Christian cage versus jungle boy for all out. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a match. Uh, the all out cards coming together. It uh, doesn't look to be on the level of last year's all out, but you know, we could be surprised here. I don't know. I, I, I this is going to be one of the AEW pay-per-views that I'm looking forward to. I think the least ever. Yeah, I can. I think I can agree with that. But we'll just have to wait and see. Usually when I have my hopes down, then that's usually when it delivers the most. But AEW doesn't usually follow that uh, formula for me. Usually they deliver on the high hopes. Dude, uh, we haven't talked about it yet, but the Motor City Machine Guns? Oh, yeah. Yep. So uh. that six-man tag match uh, between the Pinnacle... FTR and Wardlow, uh, where they were supposed to be facing uh, shit. Uh, Satnam Singh, Joe's favorite wrestler, uh, Jay Lethal, and um, Sanjay Dutt. Sanjay Butt. Yeah, they're now facing Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. So that one's going to be really good. Yeah, that should be fun. Yeah, and then the main event was that Death Triangle and Aussie Open Will Ospreay match, which which was very good. Yeah, really, I, uh, not much else week, to say about that. Honestly, this, actually, I don't remember who won. Uh, Aussie right? Open won, and then uh, Kenny and the Bucks came out. They did. 
Yeah, they stayed on the Dude, stage and they didn't I say anything. Have, I must have passed out before it was over then. Because yeah. I think around like the halfway point, like around 9 p.m. last night, I went in my bedroom and then I watched it while I was laying in bed instead of out in the living room. And I, I, do, I remember watching the match and remember it being awesome. And then I have no notes for it. So I'm, I'm actually thinking I fell asleep like with like minutes left in the match. Because yeah. I don't remember the Bucks and Kenny coming out. Yeah, they, they stayed on the stage and they didn't say anything. It was just kind of a, a stare down with some smiles and stuff. Huh. I do remember, I, or I saw today that there was, uh, after, the, after Dynamite, there were words said between Omega, or by Omega, to them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's really all I remember, or that, that, that I've seen other than that. And I don't know. In my opinion, it was a good show, not a great show. Joe was kind of let down by it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I just I think that AEW really needed to deliver this week, and I don't think that they absolutely did. The whole thing with them building this this interim versus AEW champion thing up so so freaking hard, and then it not even main eventing the show. Yeah, that was that was a weird dynamic. Well, it didn't. I mean, I think looking back, solid reason for it not to main event the show versus what did main event. Yeah, no, it was that was definitely a better match. It's just like. That threw off the whole thing for me. And then all the other matches were just all right, average at best. Other than Dax and Lethal. Yeah, yeah. D- Dax and Lethal are both great. But uh, I yeah. Think, yeah, I agree, though. I mean, the the uh, Britt Baker match was not good. Yeah, Colton and Colton Billy. And, and Billy, not good. I don't even remember what other matches there were. The whole the, the Thunder Rosa thing, not good. Yep. In my opinion, Punk and Mox, not good. And I say that as someone who, like, during the entrances, I I went to go take care of something, and by the time I was done, the match was already over. Yeah, just something like you were not. I had to go back and watch the match. <laughs> yeah, it was just uh, I, uh, it was just like thought, the most unexpected thing. I thought I was gonna miss a couple of like punches thrown at the beginning, and then come back for for the the height of the match, and that did not happen. <laughs> Yeah, you missed all of those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I still think though, like all in all, one of, if not the best week of wrestling we've seen in a very long time, possibly ever. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so yeah, wraps up an awesome week of wrestling. Next week, we're going to have a prediction show. It's going to be pretty long because I know we said we're not going to be doing predictions other than the the big four or big five for WWE and big four for AEW. But when a WWE show is happening and NXT show is happening on the same weekend, we might as well go ahead and make the predictions on the show Yeah, uh, when All Out's happening. So we're going to do that. We're going to make predictions for All Out, uh, Worlds Collide, and Clash at the Castle. So it might be a little bit longer show. It is predictions, so those don't take as long. And uh, then the following week is going to be the extra long show where we do beer ratings for everything. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. I'm excited. Hopefully we get another good week of wrestling here. Uh, A lot of go-home shows we're going to be watching this week. We're going to get all the go-home stuff with the exception of next week's SmackDown and Rampage when we record next week. So we will pretty much have all the cards rounded out for for these shows, hopefully, and uh, get to make predictions on pretty much the entirety of the cards. So really looking forward to it. Uh, As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT WrestlePod. 
We've been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan and Joe, and we'll catch you on down the road. <laughs>